Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. I'm Stefan Sylvester. How was your 4th of July? It was good. I, I didn't get sunburned, and I got to play some music. But you didn't play any cornhole. I did not. This is true. So you didn't get an opportunity to lose to your dad. Are you seriously going to bring that up again? In the studio, cornhole champion. Lord have mercy. That'd be me. What's up? Uh, <laughs> yes, you did win that one time. <laughs> you know, it's fine. If that's what's making you happy, you know, you can just keep bringing that up every year. They had the 4th of July Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I saw. And everyone was wearing masks. Made it a lot harder to get the hot dogs in there. 75 hot dogs. Joey Chestnut, right? Yep. Yeah, he's World amazing. record. It's his new record in 10 minutes. It's super and gross. he claimed, it was kind of cool though, because almost like humbly, he admitted, he said, there are fewer people. There fewer, are fewer pure, pure. people, which means that for whatever reason, the hot dogs were warm. They weren't cold because they weren't cooking as many for the contestants. Oh, interesting. Did that and make a difference? it was easier for him to eat them. Interesting. I mean, all the intricacies of those eating contests. Competitive eating just grosses me out. It is hard it, look, not to look at it and say that's gluttony. Well, no, no, no. It's not. That's not why. It's because I, I know what that feels like just from... 75 hot dogs. I don't know what that feels like, but I know what it feels like to eat beyond, and buns. beyond the point of where I really should have stopped eating like a long time ago. And I'm like, I can do this. When was the last time you threw up because you ate too much? Oh man, probably last year. Really? Yeah. I haven't thrown up a long time. But. Yeah, yeah. It, it happens from time to time. I was also drinking still last year, which didn't uh, help. Yeah, that is a big deal. That that was a factor for sure. That's a big deal. All right, we need to. Let's see. Let's let's do this. The main thing. Yeah. It's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the main thing. So the main topic. The main topic. Of the podcast today is the changes that social media, specifically Facebook, has brought to our culture. And I was thinking about this topic today because I had I had this question that I wanted to ask you and get your opinion on this. Do you think that Facebook has specifically. been specifically has been a primary cause of the polarization that we see happening with people's opinions in society? Or do you think that people were already like that and Facebook has made it more visible? That's a really good question because it's hard for me to imagine that people have always been this polarized, mm. that they've always felt because the angst that they're feeling towards one another. I've had plenty of people in my life when I was growing up disagree with me. The, who makes the best pizza? Normally, if you're asking a room of people, you're gonna get a bunch of different answers. Right. And that's fine, because that's subjective matter. But I don't remember when I was a kid, even with people that were really polarized, like I was a Red Sox fan when I was growing up, because mm -hmm. I grew up 
in Wakefield, Massachusetts, and you're basically in the shadow of the green monster. So you are living and breathing Red Sox. And that was way before they even came close to the World Series. Okay. But it was it was a time when you just did not like Yankees fans. You didn't like Yankees fans. But you didn't want to necessarily beat them up. Or you didn't think that they were hateful, terrible people. You joked about well, it. Well, but didn't fights break out at baseball stadiums all the time, though? That was after people were consuming lots of beer. Right, but, I mean, that doesn't that sort of no because that, at the end of it contradict your point no because at the end of it they could all go to a bar together the people that were fighting that's just a, a lot of boston irish but that i think I, but that would happen everywhere like that would happen in california i know it happened in but florida this is what i'm talking about there are people now who just seem like if you disagree with them you are a just a vengeful person you're mm. a hateful person and your intentions are evil the rhetoric has has really changed, and I have a hard time believing that that's always been lying sub underneath mm-hmm. it all, and that you're just saying that maybe Facebook is making it come out. I don't I, know. What well, what is your point? I I would agree that the rhetoric has changed, but I'm glad that you hold that opinion because I actually think that it's just revealing something that's always been there, and this is my argument for why okay, that's the case. Sure. So I think that Facebook is actually not a a cause, I think it's a symptom. Meaning, I think that for the most part, because, okay, think about the 90s when I was a kid. Right. There was, what was the most popular type of comedy in the 90s? Generally speaking, it was insult comedy, which does not exist anymore. Or if it does, it has to be highbrow insult comedy. But there were many comedians, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, a lot of these guys were famous for this, doing insult comedy, where the whole shtick of their performance was making fun of people and making fun of people in a mean-spirited way. And that was what made it funny. And lots of cartoons in the 90s were this way. So this was all the state of the arts, at least on the comedic side of things, from my perspective as a kid. And I, I was influenced by that profoundly. So I remember a time when it was normal for you to viciously make fun of one another. Just that's what you did when you were a kid. And I don't see that nearly as much in the kids that are in my youth group these days because times have changed. Now, I think that something that hasn't changed is the fact that people have always sort of thought this way and always had these very strong visceral opinions And I think Facebook is a symptom, not a cause, because it's just given people a platform to express the things they've been thinking the whole time. Now, what do you mean specifically Facebook? Well, I'm I'm using Facebook as an example because Facebook has long form posts. So it's on Twitter. You have a certain amount of characters on Instagram. It's mostly photos on. I mean, what other person over the age of 30 uses any other social media platform on a large scale? So Facebook is the one where you have long form posts and everybody can post. And if you have a lot of friends on Facebook that are in your community, then you get a wide range of everybody's opinions. And you used to get a much broader range of everyone's opinions until you could unfollow people. Mm -hmm. That was a new thing that came within the past few years. But um, I'm using Facebook as an example specifically because I see people just trash each other all the time on there. Whether they're talking about politics or religion or sports or the Oscars, doesn't matter. People trash each other on Facebook. Why? 
because they're behind a screen and because it doesn't feel real. No, but regardless of whether you're behind a screen, something has to motivate you to do that kind of stuff. Now, you know me, I'm naive and I, I don't think you are. I, I think I am because for me, I almost always assume benevolence. Well, so like do I, I. Like I just assume, oh, well, that must have been a mistake. So do I. I, you know, you know, I'm a little jaded, but I, I think I took that trait from you just in terms, I don't know if it's genetic or if it was a result of parenting. I don't know. But thank you if it was. You're welcome. I, I tend to look I'll at the world. I'll take a little bit of credit. Hey, you can. That's fine. I was, I was offering that thank one you. to you. Here, here thank is, you. here is a slow pitch. And Please I'm, hit this one. I'm hitting it, baby. Um, hitting it. I, I think that I see the world through rose-colored glasses a lot of the time. So it surprises me still when people I know in person especially will say things that are really horrible yeah. on Facebook. And we were talking about this earlier today. I think a lot of that has to do with feeling like they have the moral high ground. And so they can say whatever they want. It's not just being Where behind did that a screen. Come from, I don't though? know. But I think it's always been there. I don't think that Facebook is causing it. I think Facebook is just revealing it. Because even as a Catholic... I truly believe that the moral teachings and doctrines of the church are true. Well, so do I. And they're right. But I don't then believe that if people do not uphold those, that they don't believe in them, that they're bad people. That's because you're not thinking in terms of you have the moral high ground. That's a totally different thing. Just being a religious person doesn't mean that you automatically think you have the moral high ground. No, you, but, but mor morally, I think I'm right. Well, but that's not the same thing. What I mean by right, having... Explain, explain. Well, okay, the so moral high ground. This is, this is my theory. This is not something that's backed up by statistics or science, but... This is something that I have observed, and I think this is a good way to explain what's happening. So in both, I'll use politics as an example, because you can clearly see it. I think in both political sides of the aisle, so to speak, there is a community on both sides that feels as if not only are their opinions correct, like they believe the truth and they can back it up, they also believe that no rational person would think otherwise, which is what I mean by the moral high ground. Now, what are they, demigods or something? Well, apparently. And this is this is how I noticed it the first time. Now, I'm obviously a more conservative, right-leaning person. Now, I'm Catholic, so that means that I don't agree with everything that conservatism upholds. But um, I would say that I'm more right-leaning. Um, I first noticed it when I would try to have conversations about people during the 2016 election. Because I wanted to say like, well, you know, I actually have some good reasons why someone might want to vote for Trump vote over Hillary Clinton. And as soon as those words came out of my mouth, it was as if I was the devil himself. <laughs> if I was talking to somebody who disagreed with me and that was weird, that was different because before then it would have been like, hey, man, you're stupid. And that was it. But it was as if they saw me as a force for evil. Wow. And. I don't know if that's true for everyone. In fact, I, I know for a fact that's not true for everyone, but there are definitely a lot of people who think that way on both sides of the political aisle because right. I've also seen the people who are like, if you don't support Trump, then you, don't know, what's, you don't know what's good for you and you've been brainwashed and, and, people, and you're the devil. And people say the same thing. No, about, you're the devil. People say the same thing about Trump supporters. They say, right. you've been brainwashed and you don't know what's good for you. Everybody's And you notice I'm not using a Southern accent for that because, you know, that's the right. stereotype. But, right. but, I think that this that's what's new, right? And that's what's coming through on Facebook is that people feel as if no rational, reasonable person could possibly disagree with them. But do you think that the, that's always been there and it's only Facebook that's now making it manifest? I do. I think it's a symptom. I don't think it's the cause. I think people Well, what's have, the cause? 
Well, the cause that I want to fix. The cause is a lack of proper education about what what this is, right? So nobody talks about ideas. Like you and I are both philosophy majors, right? right? So we understand that when you're talking about ideas, you have to risk getting offended, which is one of the things that, excuse me, it's one of the things that Dr. Peterson says that I really like. In order to think, you have to risk being offended or offensive, right? right? That's that's part of it. So in order to grapple with ideas that mean something, you have to be willing to not just be wrong, but hear things that are extremely contrary to your worldview and maybe say things that are extremely contrary to someone else's worldview. But so, that's, that's living in the world. Right, but people... So why are people angry about because that? Because no one... like they. I think in a lot of communities, people can sort of insulate themselves from different opinions if they want to. And a lot of people have chosen to do that. So that's why they feel as if no reasonable person could disagree because from their viewpoint, nobody does. I, I grew up in Connecticut. Went to public school. A lot of my friends were Jewish. Yeah. So when I had this kind of reversion experience where I fell deeply in love with the person of Jesus Christ, who I believe is the son of God. He's the triune son of God. They're like, well, Todd, are you okay with me not believing that? I'm like, well, of course you don't believe that. You're Jewish. Right. Like, <laughs> like it'd be silly for you to assume that they right. Or, I mean, or, unless you're going to convert or, or something like silly, that, it'd be silly for you to be offended that they weren't right Catholic. Like that's you know? I thought how this works. <laughs> like if I'm Christian, that means I believe Jesus is the Christ. And if ergo you're the name, and if you're Jewish, you don't believe those things by definition. And there which, are those people that are Jews for Jesus. Okay, yes, messianic but, but Jews we're talking about kind of in general. Yeah. But I see yeah. your point. So I think I think that's actually proving my point that people have all always sort of had the sense of like, well, is this going to offend you? And like, I still wanted I to, to go to the to bar myself? mitzvah or the bat mitzvah. I still wanted to go. Yeah, because they're awesome parties. But I mean, they're, they're good people. This, I, I just don't understand <laughs> why we can't disagree and still get along. Well, there's a whole, and I don't think it's just an ageism thing, because I was about to say there's a whole generation of people that have just been trained to think this way. But a lot of the people that I see fighting and using this kind of attitude of moral high ground on Facebook are much older than me. So I don't know where it came from or what the cause of it is, but it's definitely on both sides of the aisle. Um, people of varying backgrounds and people that I know, I mean, who are varying backgrounds. Are people of your age and younger really using Facebook anymore? People around my age are about the youngest people using it. I was going to say like a someone who's just graduating from high school. Oh, absolutely not. So no. then do you think this will eventually just fade away? Or? Well, I don't know. There's an awful lot of people that are a little bit older than you that are using Facebook as a tool just to spout whatever their opinions are and then vehemently disagree with anyone who doesn't share them. I, I don't see the benefit of that. Well, neither I, do I. I don't, I. I don't see. I, what's the goal? Well, they're not thinking this through. It's not like they. Okay, so. What person that you know is thinking altruistically about the benefit or lack thereof that they're having on society through their opinions being posted on Facebook? Who's no, thinking about that? I don't know. Nobody is. Nobody is thinking about that. Then why even because, get on Facebook? Well, what's, unless you just think, want to wish about, somebody a happy well, birthday. Th- which, tomorrow's my birthday, by the way. Hey! Um, but think about the, the things that are important in life to you, which mm-hmm. are like what? Religion, family, yeah. and... That's that's the the Tools, glue the glue that holds our lives stuff. together. Okay, yes, and music equipment for me for sure. That's a big yeah. one. But uh, for a lot of people, I think 
the things that we would call the glue that holds their lives together are not not at all the same. And so maybe they're grasping for some higher ideal because that's the thing that is going to give their life meaning. And if it's the thing that's giving your life meaning, you're going to have some pretty strong opinions about it. And if you've been thoroughly convinced that it's true, then I think you could potentially be a person who would be very surprised that anyone disagrees. Yeah. So maybe that's just where a lot of people are. I just want to leave goodness in my wake. Well, me too. And that's why I don't really talk about politics or religion on Facebook at all because I've been down that road and it does not end well for anyone. Right. There's already enough discord. There's there's enough division. The last time I posted something political on Facebook, I was like, oh yeah, this is why I don't do that. Because the because everyone jumped down my throat. Comments from both sides. Crazy. I was like, great, cool. None of this is good or healthy discussion. The thing that kind of scares me is when we talk about how people who are trolls and they would never say that face to face. I think now that's getting to the point where now some of these people will say that kind of stuff face to face. Well, if you get somebody angry enough, then that makes sense. What's the point? If you get someone angry enough, then that makes sense. I've been plenty angry. I'm not talking about you. You and I are pretty rational, I would think. Okay. The things that would get me angry are angry enough to do that anyway. It's a very short list. This is my recommendation. Yeah. Take her to leave it is even when I do text messages, which are short, mm-hmm. I read them before I send them. I write it and then I stop and I read them. And I'm mostly doing that because I'm old and I took off spell check. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Because I hate when it's giving me suggestions or I, I hit something and it puts the word in there that irritates me, man. If what? I want to... Type something, back off, spell check. I turned it off. He's scared of the machines. No, I'm not. I'm not scared, but I am in charge because I'm the human. (laughs) So I like to read it. And then I do think to make sure that the person is going to get what I'm truly communicating. Mm -hmm. And it's... That's just because it's amoral stuff. It's just I'm mostly texting mom or you guys. And that's fair. I think that's a really good practice for social media. So maybe that's what we should say. Like, I think you and I can both agree, regardless of whether or not it's a symptom or the cause, I think we can both agree that on Facebook, maybe think before you post it. Think about yeah. the uh, the like, potential effect that it's going to have. Or, or truly kind of get down to the root of what is your goal? That's what I mean. Yeah, what's, what's your goal with this? Like, if you really do just want to spew acid then I guess go ahead and hit start, post. Start a but, blog or something. Yeah. But on Facebook, a lot of that has to do with the fact that you can put your opinion out there and everybody who agrees with you is like, yes, good. Like. Like. And then that feels good. You know, I like getting likes. Yeah. So I don't know. There you go. Let's be more more thoughtful, maybe. Right. Got a song for us? I do. Something that'll, is it a little cheery or? It is. Okay. Because I think that's what we need sometimes. This is uh, from my first album, and you'll recognize this one. Well, I know all of your songs that, that you've recorded, at least. I did. I did not tune this guitar before I started, so. And that's. <laughs> that's why we tune. This is the tuning song. That's you so see how beautiful. many strings I broke. Look this. At this. That's like almost all of them. Yeah. I had to replace, I think. You play a little rough. I do. 
I will admit. Maybe I should do a Facebook post at you about breaking strings. Yeah, voice your opinions. Oh. Make sure make sure oh. they're really strong. Oh, and if I disagree, opinions. you're like, oh, I can't believe that I've you would got say that. Opinions. I've got some serious ones. <laughs> so this is called Shine. It goes like this. world is lonely looking for a lie god knows we won't quit till we're all satisfied leaders come and leaders go teaching us things that we already know and i don't know if I wake up tomorrow, but I know what I'm gonna do today. I'm gonna shine, shine, shine. I'm gonna shine my light till the day I die. I'm gonna shine, shine, shine. I'm gonna shine my light till the day I die. I'm bones and broken dreams sometimes feel like all that's left of me oh if i go oh lord or if i stay nobody's gonna give a damn either way my soul's on fire with this one desire shine my light till the day I die I'm gonna shine 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 I'm gonna shine my light till the day I die I'm gonna shine my light I'm gonna shine my light till the day I die. I'm gonna shine, shine, shine. I'm gonna shine my light till the day I die. I'm gonna shine my light. Woo Good stuff. Thank you. I think it, it's, it's also so poignant that if we truly understood that, that we're supposed to go out there and make a positive difference in the world. That's why I picked it. Yeah. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening to Potter Familius. Hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. If you did, do all the things. Like, share, subscribe, and stuff. There you go. We'll see you next time. Thanks, y'all.